What's up, soccer players? On today's episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we're talking about speed training and exactly how long does it take for you to improve your speed and get faster. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? As usual, it's Sunday, just cooking and exhausted from like soccer training in the, in the exhausting heat. It's like 92 degrees outside. Bro, it's like, whew. I feel like Boston weather, like it's just an L, man. It's hot in the summer. It's cold starting in like middle of September. Like, yes. what's good with y'all? Like, it's nothing. It's not good it, for when me, you man. start getting, when you start, when you start to get nice, it starts to rain all the time too. So, but nonetheless, though, we we get used to it. I mean, you know, crazy like me, soccer head like me, who, you know, there's a there's a bunch of of us around the Cambridge and Boston area. We all know each other, so there's no shortage of people training. <laughs> so, but uh, we we have it better comparing to people in Texas. Man. People in Texas, they they they're training like a hundred degree weather. This is true. This is Crazy, true. Bro. How are you? How you doing? Man, I mean, I was telling you before the podcast started, we had our first um our first rec soccer game today. I'm in a, a co-ed league in New Jersey and we caught an L, but it wasn't too bad. We started off with eight guys on the field, well, six guys and two girls, and then we ended up getting two more guys to join us. So we ended um with ten V eleven and we lose we lost the game three to two. So um, it was a Not new bad. game. We were all like free agents, you know, so we were all kind of getting to know each other still. But, you know, Chemistry hopefully we'll be able to get some people and get some subs for next week because we, we need them. We need yeah, them. you need <laughs> you need those subs. Yeah, bro. We Especially were playing an away you. game, bro. They had fans, man. They had fans. What do you mean by fans? Like they brought they have them. they had a squad, bro. And I'm like credit to this one girl. She scored straight from a corner, too. Fans went crazy. I'm like, wait, what? what? The hell? Yeah, she <laughs> oh, scored no. straight from the corner, and we had a good keeper too. I don't know how she did it, but that's what happened. Mm. Yeah, you gotta bring the fire next week. We do. We need. Fans. How many you trying to come through? <laughs> if I had a week off, I would come through, but <laughs> I don't. I barely oh, have man. time to play pickup soccer because my I'm basically full time at work. Yeah, true, true. Who knows work. when I'm gonna take some time off again? Maybe next year. I got some time off. We could trade. Yeah, come to Boston. Let's do some training. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Let's do let's do some training. You maybe, stay at my maybe. house. I have an extra room at my house. You stay. I'll feed you. you oh, <laughs> see, we're gonna have to talk later about this because I might actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll today, feed you. Yeah, we'll, we'll just come in for a weekend. Today on the podcast, we're here to talk about 
exactly how long it takes for you as a soccer player to improve your speed and get faster. Cause we always talk about speed training, power training, strength training, and it's, it's important for you as a player to know the process of how exactly you get faster and how long that process will take. So um, today we're going to go over the basics and let you guys know exactly what that timeline looks like. And yeah, we'll take it from there. Uh, before we start, let's, let's, Let's define what we mean by getting faster. Are we talking about improving your 20-yard dash, 40-yard dash? Are we talking about it being a little bit more explosive? Let's, let's give some reference point here so that the people really get the picture. Because you can get faster with, like, you know, the, a long distance. If you're sprinting through the whole soccer field, is this what we're talking about? What exactly are we talking about here? Yeah, so we're talking about one sprint here, and we're talking about every aspect of it, too. So we're starting with that first step. That first step, especially in soccer, is so important to get your explosiveness up specifically as you're making your first motion. And then we're also talking about your acceleration. So how fast can you get fast, like zero to 100 or slower than that? And then we're saying, okay, now that you're at max speed, how long can you maintain that for in a sprint? So all things considered, there's a lot of things to really look at. So we're talking acceleration, we're talking um, explosiveness, and we're talking speed endurance. Yes, sir. Okay. How long does it take, Handy? (laughs) So there's a lot of ways that you can get faster, right? Um, We're going to break it down for you guys exactly into four components. Number one is going to be improving your mechanics, right? And mechanics is something that can actually be improved relatively quickly at first. So within one to two weeks of working with a strength and conditioning coach, a track coach, someone like that who knows the mechanics of sprinting, you can improve your mechanics within one to two weeks. Now, there is a difference between improving them in a closed environment, such as on a track mm-hmm. with, a, with a coach, and then implementing those same mechanics at minute 85, minute 90 during a game. So yes. getting those mechanics right on the track, that's, that's relatively simple. You can start to see improvements in one to two weeks. Yeah, that's, like, that's the, the retention aspect of it. I forgot the fancy physical therapy terms for it. But in the first one to two weeks, you're able to maintain it. But when you're in an open environment, like you said, 80th, 90th in the game, when you're tired, does your body still remember? Is there actually learning that was involved in here? And that one takes a little bit of time, you know, (laughs) take months. Yeah, years. years. Yep. So, I I mean, there's a lot to really – take into consideration there but mechanics wise it's probably going to be the quickest bang for your buck because you can see improvements relatively quickly um and it's going to take a while to translate over to the game but it's going to require repetitive practice off of the field because when you're on the field your focus is going to be 100 percent on the game on the ball on your opponent on your team right? You don't have mm-hmm. space in your brain to focus on your mechanics. You got to focus a hundred percent on the game. So your mechanics have to be second nature. That's why you need those repeated practice. The other thing too to consider is um, how young the player is. Generally, I tend to see the younger the player, the faster 
uh, they they learn s- such drills, just mechanic mechanical drills or whatever. But the older you get, now that that learning is just so long. It just yeah. give you the example. Me trying to actually change my shooting mechanics. I've been trying for the past six months, <laughs> and that thing is slowly coming along. And it's slowly coming along. So the the younger you are, the the uh, you 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 learn this technique a little bit faster than full adult. Yeah, and for sure, if you're starting as a young kid too, remember, let's say you start at age twelve. By the time you're fourteen, fifteen years old you've already been practicing those mechanics on a regular basis for three years, right? So now when you're doing it and made it 85 minute 90, it's second nature to you. You know, now you can really focus on your game at that point. Whereas if you're on the older side, you have to balance between the two and that doesn't really happen too well. Mm -hmm. So we have mechanics, right? And then we also have strength training. And strength training is going to improve your speed because it's going to improve the amount of strength that's in your legs, therefore improving the amount of force you can generate with your legs, therefore improving your speed. Now, with strength training, we have a lot of benefits, both from a a neuromuscular point, Mm -hmm. so the brain-body connection, and also from muscle growth, as in your muscles getting larger so they can Mm -hmm. produce more force. And that process takes a minimum of eight to 12 weeks, the hypertrophy and and the neural, um, the neural gains as well. That's going to take about eight to 12 weeks for you to start to improve. After that, you're going to continue to improve if you either maintain or improve your strength. And you should see relatively um, your speed start to improve and increase after that point. You know, what's funny is just before um, I knew anything about strength and conditioning, I used to see those workout program that promise you to gain muscle mass in like four weeks, which is unbelievable when you think yeah. about it. It's just four yeah. weeks. It's four weeks enough. And what exactly are you gaining at four weeks? Are you gaining a little bit of a newer muscular are you, gains here or are you just with something else. And usually in the first two to four weeks, it's usually um, a neural component that starts to change. But actual changing muscle mass and the density, keep, that process takes a little bit of time. And that's why sometimes when you, 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 you go in online and try to purchase a program and the program says eight to 12 weeks, you know, there's a reason for that. You know, they don't want to just put you through torture for 12 weeks. No, that's because that's how the body works. Usually the first month, that's when you start seeing a little bit of change. But if you want to keep seeing more changes, you, you got to keep doing it for at least 12 weeks. Yeah. And that's a good point you brought up with the eight to 12 weeks, because it literally takes, it's almost like, I don't know, you're seeing a billboard saying, I can promise you, um, a full grown baby in 24 weeks. It's not possible. Like you baby can't grow that quickly. Your Uh muscles can't grow that quickly either. You know? So you got to have time and you have to be consistent for, for at least eight to 12 weeks for those muscles to be able to grow. And those, the, the, the time, the time frame we give eight to 12, really it's a range, you know, it's, it's not the same range for everybody. Someone who's really gifted in terms of, you know, getting your muscle, you know, that process takes a little bit of time. I've seen, I've seen cats who I go to the gym 
<laughs> with them for like like five weeks. Next thing you know, they like, their shoulders already like bulging out. Saying, and, I'm like, and we're doing the same workout. <laughs> yeah, I know you know these people, right? I know so those you go to the gym too. with them. It takes them <laughs> legit two minutes to put on some muscle. Like meanwhile, like I have to train as double to experience the same muscle growth. Some people yeah. have that genetic factors too. Yeah, and that's something that you cannot control. So there's no need to dwell on that. <laughs> that is true. So we also have power training, right? And that's going to go, especially if you're a new, a new athlete in terms of strength and conditioning, um, that should really go on top of your strength training after you establish a solid base. So with your power training, that's going to help the muscle mass that you gain become explosive. So we pretty much have two types of muscle fibers in the body. We have slow fibers and we have fast fibers. Um, whenever our body starts to gain muscle mass, some people tend to have slow fibers. Some people tend to have fast fibers. If you do a certain type of training, you can actually switch some of those fiber types. So by doing more power training, you can start to improve the amount of fast muscle fibers that you have in your body. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to allow you to produce force quickly. And that's what's going to allow you to become more explosive. Yeah. And uh, that process also takes, it takes a long time because it, it involves fine-tuning your nervous system. You know, and nervous system, it, it takes, man, once those pattern you to, to rewire and get some change in those pattern, it, it, it takes some time. It, it does. It does. It does. And it's when we're saying we rewiring your nervous system, we literally mean that the, the, the neurons inside of your muscles are switching directions. Like it takes a long time for that to happen, which is why again, a minimum of 12 weeks for that to to start to happen. And now last, the last point, obviously repetitive practice. Now our, that one is key too, guys. It is key for a couple of reasons. I'll let Andy start with the first reason and I'll, I'll bring on some other points that I just thought of just now. Yeah, just because with the repetitive practice, all of these little little short-term jumps are going to improve your speed slightly, right? So I'll give you guys an example, right? when I, I have one of the, those GPS trackers and I didn't start doing speed training until it was about a year ago, about a year ago. And it's been pretty inconsistent for a few reasons. But when I first started doing my speed training and my top speed was 26 kilometers per hour, right? And after about eight to 12 weeks, I was able to bump it up to 28 kilometers per hour, which is a pretty large jump. That is a large, that is a large difference. I, what I did was I focused on my mechanics. I got my mechanics right. Boom, big jump. Now I've been doing strength training for a while. I've been doing power training for a while. Those gains, you know, they, they probably happened already. And I've been relatively consistent with that. Now I got my speed training down, my mechanics down ever since that point about last november and now it's july right now my speed has stayed relatively constant because i haven't been too consistent with combining my mechanic training with my strength and power i've been on and off with it and because of that my speed has plateaued Um, like we're talking like it's still 28 it's still 28 
Huh. Level 28. As you, that's, that's interesting. Because the point, very interesting. The point I was going to bring up is just that if you don't do re- those repetitive practice, you take a break from them. What happened is you start to detrain, especially power, explosive training. Um, I believe, um, I believe it takes about two weeks. Yep. If you don't train him, it takes about two weeks to detrain, and then your your power output goes down a little bit, and then that's when you have to come again and do the practice for again for like two weeks before it can basically stay at the same level. Um, yeah, so. And that, that's, that's pretty accurate, right? So I've probably been doing sprint training about either once a week or once every other week for the past four, five, six months or so. Um, so that's pretty accurate there. And when you power, when you do power, are you doing, um, are you doing sprint? Are you actually doing maximal type of um, sprint drill or are you doing power training like plyometrics and whatnot? Yeah, so when, when the gym is open, I was doing more plyometrics in the gym. Um, while the weather was getting nicer around um, February, March, I was getting outside to do sprints and combining that with my strength and power. Um, now that the gym is closed, I did write a program for myself that, that included both plyometrics on the field and sprints on the field. Um, then the field's closed and everything like that. So I backed off a little bit. I'm just doing sprints about probably every other week or so now. But I mean, those, those, the consistency and the repetitive practice, if it is not there, you will not improve that. That's yeah. the bottom line. You, you either plateau or you will lose the gain in, in power that, that, that you had. So that's why it's important like, to practice. Now, if you're a professional footballer, like you have no shortage of practice because, you know, they, your coach is going to make you do that. But if you're on, you know, you know in a semi-pro team or an amateur league, that's when those individual practice come into play, man. Because you know, coach, they're they not gonna not gonna help you out with that one. No, yep, no, and you'll you'll be on your own to to do that repetitive practice, that consistency, because you might get it here and there, and you'll be exposed to sprinting definitely in your drills and in, in your matches. But you got to be able to be consistent and say, hey, I'm going to make sure I hit my speed training at least twice per week for the next six months. And if you're not getting that with your team, you need to go elsewhere to do that. Well said. All right. Um, so I guess in summary, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of working on mechanics. You're going to see a quick gain with that. And um, for me, I'm starting to see, like it, it took about six months, but I'm starting to see some of that, that autonomy come where like you go on the field and boom, your mechanics are, are, are a little bit different without thinking. And strength training, that's going to give you the solid base for you to move forward and improve the strength and the, and the power that can come from your muscles. Yeah, and keep, keep practicing keep, and keep putting power training, plyometrics and whatnot onto, into your training because you're training your nervous system to recruit more muscle to produce force. And that's always, that's, that's, one other thing that's super needed, you, you want to increase your first step, how fast your first step is um, to win like a, you know, 50-50 ball, you know, those, those training, they come handy in helping you win those 50-50 ball chances. So keep practicing those. Yeah, for sure. And that's all we got for you guys this week. Make sure you leave us five-star review on iTunes, please. Please We're- do. 
yep, we're, we're really trying to get those reviews up and we hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week. All righty.